it's Lily. And I'm Rebecca, and you're listening to Just Ghouly Things. Ooh. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Just Ghouly Things, where you're beautiful hosts, Lily and Rebecca. Um, so as you guys can probably tell, it is now fall season. I know it's not officially fall yet, but, but it's, fall. it's fall. It's fall. It's pretty much Halloween. School's in session. It's fall. Yeah, you know what? I just, I, it's so weird to me because I feel like every year summer just goes by quicker mm-hmm. and quicker yeah. and quicker. Yeah. What do you, do you feel like, what was like the best thing that you did this summer? Like your, the most fun adventure? Most fun adventure that I had. Oh boy. Um, I mean, I really just worked a lot. <laughs> I would have to say, oh, my dumbass. Definitely uh, Camp Bisco really? Music Festival. 100%. I wanted to go for like seven years. So now it's like you finally got that. and Finally got to go. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot. How All right, what you about forget? you? I don't know. I'm not good on the spot <laughs> usually. Okay, what about you? Um, well, probably besides getting Loki, who's tearing up his toy right now, um, I think going to Miami okay. because I've never been. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was really fun. It was nice to see my girlfriends. And even though it was a few days, it was just a few days of just relaxing Mm -hmm. and meeting new people and just making some good connections with other brands. And it just was, it was a good trip. Okay. It kind of of sparked a flame under my butt because for a while I just lacked a lot of motivation and creativity I felt like mm-hmm. and then I went there and just all the beautiful artwork and fashion and everything yeah. that was there because we went during Miami swim week um it just kind of motivated me to like keep going because mm-hmm. there's so many times like you know with being in the industry you just handle like a yeah, like you just dry start flatlining yeah and yeah. It makes you question whether or not you're good enough for this business. And just in general, when you see other people's successes, it makes you like, shit, like they're able to do this. Like, why, like, why am I not able to do this when we have the same 24 hours? Like, Mm -hmm. what are they doing that I'm not? And I, and, but I think that also some people may say the same for us too. Like, oh wow. Like, you know, like you're doing a really cool podcast and like, I wish I can get the ball rolling on that. And just you know the amount of hours we put into this and yeah and also living so close to manhattan is so convenient yeah so convenient and we're really lucky that we were just kind of born here yeah like some people you know what i mean i remember talking to my mom and she was like and, and my dad too and he was like you know if i was interested in being any form of artist like i would be in the city every day because there are people like my mom's from the midwest and she was like you are so lucky to be able to just say, I'm going to go into the city today. Yeah. Because I remember one time I was in Iowa and I referred to Man- Manhattan or New York, whatever, as just the city. I was like, mm-hmm. I was in the city with my friends. And my aunt goes, which city? Yeah. And I was like, okay. But so we're lucky with that. And another thing, I know that I'm really guilty of this. Like ever since I started, you know, really seriously wanting to be an actor or anything, is other people's successes aren't a loss for me. Like, mm-hmm. just because someone else succeeds doesn't mean I, you know... 1,000% am agree. a loser, and it's so difficult, especially because you do need to network with this, and you do need to be on social media, so you have to post every, you yeah. know, a lot of stuff you do, and, you know, you really only post the highlights. And of I'm course. like, oh, God, so-and-so did this, and I'm, 
you know, on the couch sick or whatever, but that doesn't mean someone else's achievement isn't like a loss. And that's really difficult. Yeah, no. And, and that also just goes with like the industry in general. Like it's insane how it's changed though. I mean, when I'm auditioning half the time, they ask for my Instagram yeah. handle and it's like, why are you judging me based off the number of followers I have and not exactly. off of my actual talent? Exactly. That's but, really, that really gets to me, especially because, um, Honestly, I'm not even at a thousand followers yet. I mean, my page used to be private, but anyway, that's a talk for later. Follow, follow <laughs> me. I am 80 followers away from on my on my personal page from being at 1K. So really? do your thing. What's your What's your at name? It is at Lily Baldessari. Spell it. Oh boy, do we have time? L I L L Y B A L D A S S A R E. Baldus, Lily Baldessari. Yeah. I'd put like like the finger gun emoji next to it if I could, if you could put an emoji yes. by your name. But um okay. Anyways. So on that note, um Oh, it was so funny too. Yesterday I got a text from one of my friends, Mel, and she goes, Hey, she's like, Do you wanna be basic bitches and one of these days go get pumpkin spice lattes and buy fall scented candles and body lotions? Oh. And I was like, um, this is the most important text I've received <laughs> in the longest. Yes. You know what, though? I'm actually not a pumpkin spice latte person. Me neither. I, I'm I not just don't like lattes. Pumpkin, I'm not a pumpkin spice. I love the smell. I just really like sweet smells. So Me like too. vanilla, anything I love. Uh-huh. Like the cookie dough scent candles, like hit me with it. I will bathe in it. Um, well, you can't bathe in candles, but if you could, <laughs> if you could, yeah. um, hand sanitizer, hand soap. Like I love the Bath smell. and Body Works sponsor us. Cause like, yes! literally I've probably paid your overhead for several stores by this point in my life. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, okay. Seriously. So, okay. so on to what we're actually here for. Um, this week we are going to be talking, um, listener paranormal encounter stories. Yay! So that's why, thank you guys so much for those who have sent us stories. We still have some stories that we're going to leave for another encounters episode, but these are just a few that we picked. And I have a special story that, um, is a personal experience of mine recently that I'm going to share at the end. So stay tuned. All right. All right, Lil, you want to start with the first story? Let's do it. So this one is from Alex, and it's called My Worst Bout of Sleep Paralysis. So it says, hey, goalie girls, my name is Alex, and before I start, I just wanted to tell you I love the show. You're my favorite podcast to listen to on my walk to school. Aww. Sorry, mm-hmm. you have to go back to school, though. Yeah, that true. Sucks. But at least you can start the day on the right note by listening to us. Just goalie things. <laughs> also, if you're interested in sending us your own story... Just uh, email us at justgoolythingspodcast at gmail.com. Justgoolythingspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, we're so, we've been really sick, yeah. so we're out of it. Uh, yeah, I feel like I should let you guys know. I, f- I love this raspiness in my voice, though. You sound I like just, a jazz singer. Yes. <laughs> I, like, I feel like I should like talk really sexy into the mic like this. I, can't be, I actually can't be sexy. But, um, yeah, it hurts to talk, but I yeah. like my voice this way. I just wish yeah. I wasn't sick. See, my sick remnant is that I'm nauseous all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. So you have the sexy, raspy voice, and I'm just going to puke everywhere. Oh, what a good combo. I know, right? It's very us. Dynamic duo. Okay. 
So, walk to school, sorry. <laughs> Anyhow, I saw you guys asking for stories on Instagram and thought I'd share my scariest. So, settle in and prepare for a long and personally terrifying story. So, a bit of a preamble. I've had sleep paralysis for years, I want to say five, and it all started with a dream. I was sleeping on the couch for some reason, probably just because I was too lazy to get up and go to bed, relatable, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I started to have this dream. It started with me walking in my room, and there was a portal or vortex in the center of the floor with a demonic entity halfway through it. It was tall, probably seven to eight feet from the waist up. The vortex started to pull me towards it, and I tried to get away, knowing that whatever it was, it couldn't be good. As I tried to pull myself away from the vortex, this demon was reaching for me. As its hands around the back of my shirt, I jolted awake. Here's the worst part. I woke up with the feeling of someone still grabbing my shirt with the Mm. feeling of fingers on my back and I was off the couch. And not like next to the couch, I was across the room on the floor. Yeah, vomito. Vomitos? I don't know. I don't know how to read that word. Vomitos, right? That's a typo with the I? Or vomitis? Vomitize? Vama. Where is that? Right there. Vomitis? Vomit. Vomita, vomitus. Vomitus? There's not, there's not a red squiggle underneath I it, guess so we're vomiting out, right? is the point. Okay, yeah. But that's where my sleep paralysis began. And that's not the worst part. So I get sleep paralysis once a month minimum, and it's always terrifying. Oh, that's horrible. Here's the worst one. I was in paralysis. I'm good. <laughs> I had a really close call. Nice. I was in my basement sleeping with my dad because my sister was very sick and I wanted updates immediately. And I woke up at like 2 a.m. paralyzed. Great. So I lay there frozen in place and I hear my dad making popcorn. And then I hear my grandma's voice. My brain starts to panic. There is something wrong with that voice. Mm -mm. As it starts calling my name, the voice grows more distorted. All I'm thinking is, fuck, fuck. That's so torturous. Yeah. You can't even do anything about it. Yeah. And then this thing's cold hand grabs my exposed ankle, calling me slurs and taunting me. It slowly crawls on top of me, its voice distorting further until it's almost unrecognizable. Loki freaked out. I was about to say, Loki, are you scared? It's fully on top of me at this point, and it's stroking my face and hair. I thought I was going to die there until my dad starts coming down the stairs, and this thing seems to panic. I feel its weight lift off of me, and it's gone, and I can move. I decided not to tell my dad as he had enough on his plate, so I turned over as he walked in and tried to silently explain what happened. And to this day, when I get sleep paralysis, I sometimes hear that awful distorted voice somewhere in my room. (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening i've got tons of stories but this is already long enough as it is so those will have to wait for another time hope you guys enjoyed it i'm so sorry for it being so long thanks for being amazing sincerely alex oh we don't mind no we love long stories yeah it's better because we get there's more detail usually more tea all the tea all the tea all right so my next story, uh, the title is My Workplace is Haunted. Ooh. All right. 
Hey, 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 boo thanks. <laughs> I love it. Before I start my story, I just want to say you guys are amazing, and I wish you guys growth and more success on your podcast. Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks, boo thing. Now on to the scary stuff. I'm listening. Sorry. Tell me more. (laughs) I started my current job last year in May, and around that time, I had just started getting deep into the paranormal. I mean, I've always been interested in these things, but not obsessed. I would watch ghost hunting videos on YouTube, listen to paranormal podcasts. I even played with a Ouija board for the first time. I also have a story about that. Let me know if you want to hear or read about that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And my friends and I did our own ghost hunting podcast. by going to the Suicide Bridge in Pasadena and at the old L.A. Zoo. Hmm. See, if you did your own ghost hunt, I kind of want to know about the Suicide Bridge in Pasadena and the old L.A. Zoo. If you had any experiences there, let us know, too, and email us at... Podcast at gmail.com. Anyway, I believe the second week since I started working at my current job, I remember I was minding my own business, and I saw an orb fly right above my head close enough for it to be seen in my, in my peripherals. I ignored it at first until lunchtime came and I brought it up to my coworkers. They then went on to tell me a story they heard from one of the cleaners cleaning the office one time after work. They were vacuuming the carpet and the cords of the vacuum kept getting unplugged. Mind you, the cord was long enough to get through each room without it being pulled out from the outlet. Oh no! Since then, I knew there was something there. From time to time, I would feel as if someone was behind me, but no one would be around when I looked back. Fast forward to four months later. I was typing something on the computer when I saw a silhouette of what I thought was my coworker standing beside me to my left side, and I felt the need to look in that direction. Keep in mind, my left side was close to the entryway to my office, and there are three drawers with keys attached to the keyholes. The moment I looked to my left, I saw no one. No one I could have moved that fast and not be out of sight that quick, right? That's when I noticed the key to the top cabinet moving back and forth for about a good two minutes, and it did not slow down the entire time it was moving. It was as if someone or something was making it swing back and forth. I know it wasn't the air because the AC vent is on the other side of the room, and the rest of the keys on the other cabinets were not moving. Oh, shit. That's like my story with the flyer on the door. Yes, yes. Uh, Finally, I got so creeped out that I stopped the keys with my hands. I let go, and it slowed down. Once it stopped swinging, I tried debunking the situation by blowing air towards the key that was moving. It didn't move. I tried banging on my desk to see if maybe it was a vibration from my desk, but it still didn't move. I banged on the side of the cabinets, and it still did not move. Mm. I recorded it, and I include the Snapchat video in the uh, of the recording. I have a few more stories in that office in my apartment. If you guys want to hear that, let me know. Keep yes. up the amazing co- podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Jay is an amazing listener of ours. Um, Love you, she's Jay. A, yeah, she's always, like, replying back to our stuff on Instagram. She's awesome. And there's actually another story from her later on in this mm-hmm. podcast. So, Love um, it. Yeah, so listen to that. Did you see the video yet? No, I didn't. Um, I'm going to pull it up for you real quick because it's pretty interesting when you, when you watch it. So in her caption, already, bitch, what the fuck? Why is that key the only one moving oh like that? Oh, my God. Yeah. And ah! just like, but the other ones aren't moving. And then you go down the third. So mind you, she's taking her time going down, like, to see each key, right? So she comes up, comes up, comes up, and it's still moving. I actually, I just got chills. Right? And it's not because I'm nauseous. It's because of the video. Isn't that so crazy? Ah! So, 
um, when this episode gets released, we'll definitely post this yeah. with um, with talking about the release of our no, new yeah. episode. You guys have to see that. That's insane. Yeah. So thank you so much for the story, Jay. And we're going to be reading your story after Lily's next story. Here we go. This one says Dead Ed. Dead Ed. Hey, ladies, I'd like to tell you about a few experiences I've had in my home with one of the ghosts there that has the nickname Dead Ed's Shed. <laughs> she shed. You don't tell my she shed. <laughs> so, the man, so the man that built our house was named, you guessed it, Ed. He ended up passing away in the home from cancer. I'm not sure what room, and I don't know a lot about what happened in this house, but I know something had to have happened. The back bedroom at the end of the hallway had a latch hook on not the inside, but the outside of the fucking room. Why would that be there? I tried not to question it too much because my boyfriend said it was probably to keep pets out of the room or something because the door can just be pushed open. It doesn't have an actual doorknob. Old AF house. That's relatable, honestly. My old, the doors of my old house, just everything was just like fucked. Well, how old was your old house? It was built in like the 20s. Oh, okay. So yours is an old house. Yeah, it had like, the closets were like really small because like people didn't have a lot of clothes or whatever. And like, I got a lot of clothes. So, didn't really work for you. No! Is your new house like old? No, my new house was built in like the 90s. Oh, okay. So I actually, I have two good sized closets. I know. I I know. I might rent one of them out as an Airbnb (laughs) so I can make more money. (laughs) If you want to rent out Lily's space, email us at justgoalythingspodcast at gmail.com. All right. So we're moving in and I'm moving stuff to this back room for storage because, of course, my boyfriend and I took the master bedroom. Well, my dog pushed the door open and would just sit in the doorway staring. So I was like, uh, okay, and shut the door and for the first time used the latch. The following day, I'm getting out of the shower and the bathroom is next to this room. I come out of the bathroom and see the hook unlatched, so I put it back on thinking my boyfriend went in there. As I was walking down the hallway to our room, I hear a clink, swipe, swipe. I turn around and shit you not, the hook was swaying back and forth against the door. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up. I've always been interested in the paranormal and have had a few experiences, but nothing like this. So in my head, I'm thinking I'm going to test this and see if it happens again. So I walk back, put the hook on the latch again, and start walking away. And then clink, swipe, swipe. I I love the sounds. Yeah, I can imagine this actually happening. Right? It's spooky. I did this two more times because I really don't scare that easy, and it kept doing it. I finally just left it unlocked and had my boyfriend take the latch and hook completely off. That night, when I had back when I had a bad habit, when I was on my porch having a cigarette while my dog was going outside as well, I hear footsteps coming down my hallway. I whip around and look in the window and see nothing. I opened my door and heard the footsteps coming towards the door, so I ran down my porch steps and nothing came out the door. I waited for my dog to walk up the stairs to go back inside and haven't had any experiences like that since. I hope you enjoyed my experience. I have some more I'd like to share, but it'd be an episode's worth long, so I'll space them out. 
Look up the Applegate House in Yonkala, Oregon. Mm. It's the oldest house in the state with a few ghostesses as well. Ashlyn. Thank you so much for the story. That was a... I love... I, I, you know what? I, I think that when I own my first, like, actual house, I'd want it to be, like, an old-style, like, Victorian... Something that's most likely going to have some... Some... Some spookies in it. Some shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's just... I mean, I know that kind of sounds scary to some people, but I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's crazy. Like, that sounds so cool. Yeah. True. That's the, that's the crazy side of me. But, um... Yeah, thank you so much for the story. And my next story is... Oh, I'm just moving this over here before this falls again. Oh, God, that was terrifying. That was, yeah, you guys don't know this, but literally in the middle of recording, like, the mic just literally fell onto the table out of nowhere. Don't know how. Iced coffee got everywhere. Dead Ed did not like that. Dead Ed was like, What's heard you were talking there? shit. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. There's no hooks to mess with, so he took our <laughs> microphone instead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He messed with the hook of the microphone. Oh, shit. There you go. Okay. So, hello there, girls. Get it? Ghouls, girls. Ha. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, love the amazing podcast. On to scary stories. I'm ready. Oh, and just so you guys know, this is also one of our listeners, Jay's stories. So, shout out to Jay again. She got two stories in one episode. So, it goes, this was my first ever paranormal encounter. I was about five years old, if I was not mistaken. My neighbor, uh, my cousin, our neighborhood friends, and I lived in the Philippines during this time, and we never knew about deja vus. Anyway, all three of us were hanging out in my room while I share, uh, that I shared with my cousin. We were talking about deja vus, but did not have a specific term for it. I remember we wanted to get into playing Spirit of the Glass, a game that's very similar to Ouija boards, but instead of using a planchette, we use a glass and we make the letters ourselves on a piece of paper. We didn't play, but we were into that sort of stuff, especially our friend. Anyway, we were curious little rascals and decided, let's try to talk to God or spirits to figure out why we were experiencing deja vu. Within maybe five minutes of of holding hands, standing in a circle, and our heads down, eyes closed, we heard a knock on the window, which was the only window in the room. Hmm. All three of us looked up and opened our eyes. And I remember all three of us screamed and ran out of the room because as soon as that knock was over, we saw my doll, which was standing on the windowsill, move its left hand up and down. No! Uh Uh-uh. This would have been perfect for our haunted dolls episode. Yes! We checked outside. No one was there. My cousin's mom was in the kitchen cooking. No one could have possibly knocked on our window. And even if someone did, no one could explain how my doll's hand moved up and down. Mm -hmm. I have more stories to tell you guys, which I will send all later. But for now, I hope the story gave you guys a spook. Thanks for taking the time to read my story. Keep up the amazing podcast, Jay. I love it. Oh, my God. Ah, I can't stand like those dolls. dolls. It was the Debbie doll. Oh God, no, no, I can't. Whenever you whenever whenever you include like go uh, dolls or you include children singing, that always makes it ten times scary. And clowns. Which do you find scarier, dolls or clowns? Clowns. Good answer. Yeah, you know, speaking of which, I just watched the first it. Mm yesterday because the second it just came out and apparently it's like close to three hours long so like i had to rewatch it so that i remember you had to review but it's interesting because now like mike is one of those people that when we watch a movie he has to comment all the little background stuff like oh 
that was different in the last frame. Or like, oh, did you notice that in the background? I'm like, shut up. Like, just watch the fucking movie. But now I started to do that. And I did that yesterday with it. And I was like picking every little detail. I'm like, Mm -hmm. did you see the woman in the back smiling? And he's like, just shut up. I want to watch this two-hour movie. So, yeah. yeah, I tried to get tickets to go see it with my family. It was sold out. It was in, like, sold out? Every movie theater, yeah. Really? Yeah, we tried. We I tried. heard it was phenomenal. There's so. a, a movie theater by my house. There's one close to my old house. And then there's one at the mall and one at the other mall. Yeah. And they were all sold out. Wow. All yeah. right. You know what? I usually don't even go to movies right as soon as it gets released because... Usually people don't spoil it for me, and I like to watch it when there's not as many people in the movie theater. Yeah. So there's always that one chewing really loudly on their popcorn. Mm-hmm. There's always the other one that's, like, on their phone. Other one always having to make comments. I'd rather yeah. be in a movie theater by myself. I remember... Like minimal people. I remember one time I was in the movie theater, and someone actually took a phone call. Are you serious? Yeah. They were like, hey, Mom, yeah, we're in the movie right now. Oh! <laughs> uh, Probably about an hour in, and we're all like, shut up. <laughs> Did anyone say anything, or? I don't remember. I think someone must have said something to a person who worked there, because, like, yeah. 10 seconds in, someone came in, they're like, yeah, you need to not do that. That's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, I love how, like, someone has to come to you and tell you that you're doing something ridiculously rude. Like, how do you not already know that that's fucked up? What I do usually when someone's on their phone in front of me is I just go, I'm so sorry, could you just turn your brightness down a little? And then they're like, oh, I'll just turn it off. And I'm like, oh. Oh, wow. Thanks. Thanks. You're between the lines. I'm like, I'll be like, I preface it with like, I totally get being on your phone, but if you could just turn the brightness down so that it's not as like in my eyes. You're nice about it. I would just be like, turn off your fucking phone, dickhead. You spent $15 for this ticket. Have you seen the Vine when, I forget who it is, comes on screen, and she goes, yes, bitch, yes! And someone in the audience yells, shut up! And she goes, no, bitch, no! (laughs) I do remember that. I miss Vine. Oh, they need to bring that back. Okay. Well, this is your last story. Here we go. Hey, Just Ghouly Things crew. My name is Matthew, and I am a co-host to Moth Boys Podcast. I love that. That makes me think of the moth memes. Yeah. Like the lambs. Uh, I have I have a story about a home haunted and a potential portal with entities inside. Tell us more. <laughs> Tell me more, Matthew. So <laughs> I'm so out of it. So I grew up in a strange home. My mother was spiritual and my father was an atheist. <laughs> Whoa. That sounds like the beginning of a joke. So a spiritual woman and an atheist yeah, have a kid. <laughs> yeah, walk into a bar, right? <laughs> I was naturally drawn to science, nature, and the objective material world. I always had a fascination with cryptids and the legends behind them, but I never believed in ghosts until this event. I moved to Pittsburgh about five years ago and moved into the old, beautiful home with a couple roommates. Right out of the gate, we were warned about a haunted lantern in the home, which we all brushed off. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? Um, in the coming months, I would hear footsteps and see figures out of the corner of my eye. But again, I just brushed it off. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I just get so amused when I say that. The one, then one night as I was in my room getting ready for bed, I heard a swirling, but it sounded like static. 
I looked on my wall and saw a black circle open up. As I walked closer, a hand with three fingers reached out of the mass, and I don't remember much after that. I came to again, and it was about 3.30 a.m. I don't know if that was possible sleep paralysis or something else, but it changed my view of the natural world. Love your podcast. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, oh. Matthew. That one—that's creepy. I don't like the the three the three fingers. Yeah, and the three thirty to three thirty a.m. Oh, that's like during dead hour. No, ma'am. <sighs> no, right. ma'am. Well, thank you so much for sending in your submission, Matthew. And now, um, like I promised, I have a personal encounter um, that I want to talk about to end the episode today. So, um. I didn't talk about this with you guys, but um, my mom, my dad, my boyfriend's parents went to see Teresa Caputo um, down in Bensalem, Pennsylvania. It's amazing. Yeah, and um, it was like with a group of like 900 people. It was like, a, I guess she's like on tour kind mm-hmm. of. Um, it, but she doesn't call it like a show. She calls it an experience. And my parent, my mom specifically, has wanted to go to her for so long. But her show is extremely successful, if you don't know, the Long Island Medium. And um, it's like months in advance to book with her. And like, I'm assuming she's probably super expensive for like a one-on-one. Oh, absolutely. So Good money, um, though. It's worth it. But um, <laughs> then... My, uh, but as most of you guys may know, I've talked about it on the podcast a little bit. I've talked about it on our Instagram. Um, my boyfriend's little brother passed away earlier this year in a, in a car accident. And so his parents have set up a foundation in his name. Um, all the money goes towards children that are looking to wrestle but don't have the funds. Maybe wrestling teams that aren't funded by their schools that need extra money, scholarships, so on and so forth. Um, but... His, but um, Alex Abahi was uh, the brother that passed away, and his mom has been, you know, doing whatever she can to keep his name alive and well. And oh, yeah. I have goosebumps, and I hate it. <laughs> but anyway, she's um, she's a very religious woman, very spiritual, and she wanted to go see Teresa Caputo. So when she got the opportunity to get these tickets, she invited my parents and was like, we have to go. So they went. And they were just sitting there. Um, Mike's dad is not a believer, and neither really was my dad. And they're just sitting there, and she's going through, talking to different people. And she walks by the aisle, and she looks at my parents and looks at Mike's parents. And she goes, I'm feeling a sense of um, being ejected or the feeling of, like, thrusting forward. And there was, like, an accident, trauma to the chest and head. Which was ha- what happened to, um, which is what happened to Alex. So, um, so Rosie spoke up and talked a little bit about Alex, her son, and Teresa. I mean, gives me chills. Was spot on with everything that she talked about, and she talked to she talked to Mike's parents for 20, 30 minutes, Holy like the whole shit. rest of the show. Yeah, she kept trying to leave, and she'd come back. She's like, "Oh my god, this kid won't leave me alone. Like he just has so much he wants to tell you." Um, so she acknowledged that, um, the whole family got tattoos in honor of him. It was Roman numerals of the day he passed away on their body, like on their arm. So she said that. Yeah. Um, she said that Alex was making fun of his mom because I guess she had just recently got something added to one of her tattoos and he was giving her shit saying, mom, like, why did you not pick out your own font? 
And Rosie had said, she goes, yeah, I told the tattoo artist, like, surprise me, like, pick whatever <laughs> font you want. And so Alex was like, what's wrong with you? Like, why wouldn't you just get what you wanted? And um, he also was giving her shit for not doing her hair because she's the type, she's always very well kept and you know, she just did not have time to do her hair today. So he was making fun of her for not getting it done because when you talk to Teresa during the experience, they put you on like a big screen. No so, way. Yeah. yeah. So like she was, he was just like, mom, like your hair's a mess. Like what's going on? <laughs> um, he also acknowledged that she wears his sweater, the sweater that he wore before he left the house that night before he passed away. Um, and he was acknowledging about his like fresh cut um, because my boyfriend's a barber, his brother, and he always had a fresh haircut. And Teresa brought that up, which was pretty cool. That's insane. Um, he also, she also brought up coins, symbolizing that if you ever see coins, that's him. That was something that him and his dad used to do. They used to collect coins together. Aww. So anytime, like, and a lot um, at the at the crime scene, um, she acknowledged that Isa actually went down there like the next day just to collect anything, like anything that was left from the car. And he goes, I saw a whole pile of coins. And that was him. That was Alex symbolizing that he was there with his dad at the site. What? I know. <laughs> you have goosebumps. goosebumps. And, um, and then he goes, to, he goes to Teresa and he's like, well, you know, like I'm famous now. And mm. that's because the foundation's been actually getting a lot of feedback from people. A lot of people in the community have been helping out, donating, um, donating to the foundation, helping. We have a beefsteak slash tricky tray to those that live in the New Jersey area. We have it on September 26th at the Brownstone and Patterson. So all the money goes directly to the foundation. And he was acknowledging that he knew about the foundation. And um, yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. And then her, his dad isn't like a big believer, like I said, in like psychic mediums and afterlife and all that stuff. But Teresa was actually crying and she's like, I don't get emotional, but like, I feel like his presence so much. And he wants me to tell his dad that heaven is actually real. And like, then all of a sudden, Mike's parents, Mike's mom's crying, Mike's dad's crying, my parents are crying. And like, the whole place is like a mess. Yeah. (laughs) And um, yeah, she just goes, heaven is real. And he wants his dad to know that. Yeah. And that's how she ended the show. Oh my God. Yeah, in, absolutely insane. So I actually wanted to just give a big shout out to Teresa Caputo. You know, not everyone believes in psychic medium. Some people don't believe her, but I just, for, I mean, there's no way she would have known all of that. Yeah. All that information about the accident and just everything that she did, that Rosie did that day, that my parents did that day. Like, it was just like, it was all way too coincidental. It wasn't a, it wasn't a lot of vague things that she yeah. said. She was pretty specific in it. So, um, that's unreal. Yeah. So thank you, Teresa Caputo. Oh, we're it ending just, on such an emotional yeah, note. Yeah. I just, I really, I'm so happy that they had that experience. Cause I think that, you know, obviously they're going to cry. They're going to be upset, yeah. but I think that it kind of, gave some relief that they know that their son is in a better place and that he is still amongst us. And I just like, it was just such a beautiful experience. And you could just tell how much the family has kind of like pepped up since then. Like, I just think it's so 
I think it was just such a powerful, much needed experience for them. Someone is cutting onions in here. <laughs> so, Who's cutting so onions? Get this. So then after the show, people are coming up to them and like, oh my God, like, are you guys plants? And mm-hmm. yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like, they're like, no, like, <laughs> trust me. Like we paid, we paid just as much as you guys for the ticket. And if like, I was a plant, I'd have my hair done. <laughs> right? I'd have, yeah, trust me. Like we are definitely, and people actually came up to them and one person alone donated a thousand dollars to the foundation that day because they were so moved by the experience (sighs) yeah amazing amazing when rebecca first told me this i was like it's that scene in the grinch when he's like help me i'm feeling (laughs) but uh on that note guys thank you so much for listening to our podcast thank you so much for being such an amazing support group um Let's go through the whole spiel at the end. Let's All do right. it. <clears throat> Let me lean in a little. All right. Follow our Instagram at Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Twitter. Just No, fuck. It's not just Ghouly. It's JGT Podcast. <laughs> Facebook group. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And our Patreon. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on our show, please email us at just coolly things podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, boo things. We will talk to you later. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.